Hey, what's up, everybody? My name is Joshua T. Berglund, and we are live right now on the Live Model Worldwide Multimedia Broadcast Network. So grateful to have you here. If you're watching on social media, tag a friend, share. Um, thank you for being here. But those of you who are watching us uh, on our network, thank you so much for your support. You can find us at livemonoworldwide.org. You can download the E360 TV app on your smart TVs and find us. And something new, uh, which we're really excited about it, you can actually download our app directly on Amazon Fire and Roku. So that means look up the LiveMono Worldwide Multimedia Broadcast Network. Ta-da! And there we are. Now, the only difference is we because we're on so many different platforms, uh, where you find us on Roku, that is the best of our content. You can expect to see this here because, well, this guest is awesome. You guys are in for a treat. Fascinating. And uh, fascinating, dude. I, I mean, fascinating. And uh, we're going to do this interview a little bit different than I've ever done one before. So I'm excited about that. But you can also, you can watch us live on the network uh, by downloading the E360 TV app on your smart TVs or, of course, social media. Thank you for being here. Uh, this is <laughs> the third broadcast today. And, you know, it's one of those things that I am, I feel so blessed because this reminds me of when I first started. There's days that I did five broadcasts, and those of you who know and have followed my journey, this is a dream for me. So I'm really, really excited, but I am a little bit loopy, so I, there's no telling how unpredictable I may be. That said, I'm so grateful you're here, um, and uh, this is going to be really, really special. Also, really quick, want to give a shout out to everyone who has supported the Grace Unfiltered project that my wife and I started. Um, we had an amazing guest um, last week, and coming up tomorrow, we have two. We have a guy and a girl. We have a guy for Gratitude Unfiltered and a woman for Grace Unfiltered. And if you're interested in being a part of that project, it's part of our Church Redefined mission, uh, please reach out, comment. We would love for you to be a part of it. Anyway, with that said, um, I'm going to try something new that I've never done before, and I just realized how bad my eyesight is. With that said, uh, we'll be right back after this. And we're back, 
thank you so much for your patience. Uh, really quick before we get into it, I want to give a shout out to our sponsors, State and Liberty. Go to stateandliberty.com. Uh, they are made in America. Uh, I should say that they're a suit company. <laughs> they make amazing clothes. And if you're an athletic, if you're an athlete and you're built kind of funky and you need something that'll move around your muscles or maybe that you had a, a donut binge and your belly got a little bit bigger and you don't have the money to go, uh, you know, re, what, is it, what do you call it, honey, when you, uh, when you, you do your suit, when you nip and tuck, uh, seamstress, what alter. is that called? Alter. When you alter your suit and you don't have time for it because you picked out one weekend and your belly got a little bit bigger and you need a suit that'll grow with you, go to State and Liberty. <laughs> I haven't done my own show in so long, I forgot I needed to give a shout out to our sponsors. Also, Pathwaters. Drinkpathwater.com. What I love about this bottle, other than the fact that the water tastes good, but at this point, like there's so many water companies that taste good, but this one has a mission, and that's fighting against plastic pollution. So they provide these amazing reusable bottles, and you can go to drinkpathwater.com, use promo code Joshua T. Berglund, and you'll save 20% on your order and get free shipping. Check that out. Also, we have a new one, uh, what, what, uh, Drink Mantra Mitra. Mitra9.com. Check them out. Use promo code LIVEMANA. Um, I don't have a bottle yet. Our shipment comes in tomorrow. But you guys want to check them out. They're amazing. If you're looking for an alternative to energy drinks or just an alternative to a lifestyle drink, or if you're like me and get social anxiety when you go out in public and you don't want to drink, this is an amazing alternative. We love it. It's a botanical. It's a fantastic product. You guys check it out. Anyway, thank you. Now, with all that said, one of the things that I love about life are people that are different than me. And I love people that think differently, believe differently, and also um, don't, don't look like me. Don't. I, basically, I love different. I'm, I love to celebrate people's differences because, well, that's how you learn. And our next guest is, I got to tell you, I, he sent me his book. And just reading the chapter titles, I go, I can't read this book. I can't read it yet. I'm going to read it after. But I want to talk about each chapter of this book. And I know that sounds different, but let me tell you, when you hear the titles and the names of these chapters, there's a story there, obviously, because he wrote a book. But I've, I've found and I've had a couple conversations now with our guest, and he's just a loving awesome dude and i am i'm genuinely excited to not only learn about his book but learn about him so ladies and gentlemen please welcome my new friend wajid wajid how you doing sir joshua so good to see you my brother really good to be on your show love that intro love that intro you know <laughs> it's, a little, it's a little schizophrenic today but thank you and i'm excited for you to be here i'm grateful for uh, your patience, uh, because kind of getting this to happen was a little bit challenging because of my stuff. But thank you for your patience and thank you for your grace. But Wajid, first things first, before we get into this. Well, actually, first things first, uh, a shout out to your listeners. Um, oh. I generally, I meet a lot of people in my life, but I'm fairly, my intuition and psychic abilities are pretty good. And uh, you, you, sir, are a very special person. Uh, you've done 
tremendous amount. I don't even know you, but you've done a tremendous amount. You've overcome tremendous adversity. And uh, I totally respect you uh, as an individual. So anyway, that's my uh, that's my little intro for you. So let's continue the show. Well, thank you, sir. I, I appreciate the kind words. I think my wife thinks that about me. So that's good. Uh, now I have two people, maybe my mom, my, my mom would be the third person. So <laughs> I, appreciate, I appreciate you saying that. But before we get into uh, discussing your book and just really whatever's on your heart to share, what are you grateful for today and why? I'm grateful that I'm in in the situation that I'm in, that I'm living at, this, at, this, at these crucial, crucial times on earth. I'm very grateful that I have an opportunity to be of service just like you do. Uh, to my fellow man, um, it's a great time to be alive in these very precarious times. It is. And, and you know, it, it's interesting that you say it that way, because this subject has been, what you just said, has actually been the forefront of multiple conversations today about this. And, you know, it's, I, I'm, I'm finally shifting my attitude. It's an attitude that I go in and out of, to be honest with you, where I feel exhausted from it but also grateful that I'm alive for it. Um, there's been a bit of an awakening. People are discovering truths that are very uncomfortable. And, you know, there's just evils being celebrated, it seems, all over the world. And and it's like being accepted. And, and for me, coming from a life of evil, very evil, to now living in the light, it's it's, it's even hard for me to digest and this is all evil that I grew up around. It almost feels like when I thought I escaped it, when I thought I got out of it, when I turned my life around and I gave my life to the Lord, I thought I was free from it and I would get to be able to see it from another lens or be able to just to fight it with, you know, my spiritual weapons. But the fact is, now I'm just like, I'm more, I'm more surrounded and smothered by it than I've ever been. And ironically, a lot of it is with people that share my same belief system. And it just blows my mind. So it's it's been very tell it's been a very interesting last few months. Well, I I you know, who hasn't done things that they regretted in their lives, you know? Uh I've come across many people and I'm not even sure that it's even evil. I, I think it's just uh, a learning experience. I think the greatest sin on this planet is ignorance. And mm. uh, I think uh, you, me, and a lot of people were ignorant when we were younger of certain things. And as we grew older, uh, we, be became, be we became more wiser, more compassionate, more empathetic. And you would not be the person that you are now if you hadn't gone through those uh, horrible, vile experiences. And so, um, and and same with me. And so it's it's, you know, so long as, so long as I can learn from those experiences and it makes me, uh, it, it gives me more empathy to those who are going through that as well. And I think uh, um, sometimes the greatest so-called sinners become, uh, become the uh, absolute, uh, uh, they, they revolutionize and change the world because of what they've gone through. Uh, it reminds me of a quote that I heard about religion and spirituality that religion is for those who are who are trying very very hard to to stop themselves from going to hell, and spirituality is for those who've already been there, you know. And so, 
So, um, you know, f for some of us who have been to hell, uh, we can we can go back there and help those who are going through the same um, experiences that we've that we've already experienced. You're nailing this because that's it's interesting that you're right about religion. It's this act of trying to be good in spiritual people. And again, I'm I'm a different breed of follower of Jesus. Um, meaning that I'm so far removed from the religious side of it. And, you know, and, it, and in fact, the religious side of it has been the, the, most of the trauma that I, you know, continue to get is coming from the religious side. But the spirituality side of following Jesus and, and for, for myself, which is it is very spiritual because I do know demons. I do know evil spirits. And, and but I also know angels because I've had angels save my life. But with spirituality, there's a freedom in truth. But with religion, it seems like there's no room for truth. Even though they talk about truth, there's so much fear around people. Oh, my God, I hope they don't find out that I checked out the chick's butt too long or whatever it may be. Right. Or yeah. I, I, I cheated on my taxes or whatever it is. Like there's that fear of it. But with spirituality, and, and, and for my case, I the spiritual the spiritual side of following Jesus, there's freedom in telling on myself. There's well, freedom in saying I had a relapse. Well, what I love about the Master Jesus is that, you know, he didn't sit on a gold-plated uh, a chair on in the Vatican. You know what I'm saying? Um, you know, he, he he mingled he mingled with the prostitutes and the down and trodden, and he healed the the you know the sick and the lepers. And that's the essence of Christianity. That's the essence of service. And so I, like you, I follow that aspect than the uh, than the dogma and the rituals of so-called organization. I mean, I was raised also as a Muslim, and it's the same. You know, a lot of Catholics are turning, uh, you know, this punishing God. And, you know, it, it, I, when I was growing up, I was raised in a Muslim household. I went to the mosque. I read the Quran. I did the Arabic prayers. At the same time, that was when I was living in England. At the same time, I was still, uh, I still went to Church of England schools. So we had Bible studies, hymns, carols, which I loved. Um, so I saw both sides of religion, uh, and I I saw them as as the same principles going towards the same divine principle, just different different cultures, different uh, times that they were that they were released. But uh, yeah, I. Uh, it was only uh, it was at the age of sixteen that I followed uh, my own yogi master, Dr., an Englishman by the name of Dr. George King, which which encompassed all religions, regardless of race, color, creed, and religion. And that's the way you and I uh, operate on a mind on a mind level these days. Yeah, I mean, what was that like when you when you grew up Muslim, and then you start you're being fed and learning the Bible and Christian beliefs too, that, yeah, there's so many similarities, but there are things that do reach a, a confronting point or a point that do contradict each other, or there's a, a misalignment. They're not exactly the same thing, but there is a lot of similarities in your young mind experiencing that. How did that affect you? I didn't like the dogma of Islam. I didn't like the dogma of, of, uh, of Christianity. I, I didn't believe that, that the prophet Muhammad was the la only last prophet. I didn't believe that the, that the master Jesus was the one and only son of God. Even those, even those days, I was, uh, I, you know, I felt that a lot of the dogma was created 
by the elders of the church. And uh, I think the great masters like the Master Jesus, uh, the Lord Buddha, Lord Krishna, uh, Lao Tse, Patanjali, Sankachara, these were all advanced beings that came uh, to this planet and pretty much thought the same thing. It was just different cultures, different uh, times. But, you know, they, they taught, again, coming back to spirituality, they taught basic spiritual laws. I mean, what part of doubt shall not kill? Don't people understand in this world, you know? Um, you know, what part of love thy neighbor as thyself? You know, so the hypocrisy in dogma is something that even at the age of 16, I realized I don't want to be part of it. You know, when I'm told that, um, you know, that the... the, the you know, the, only the Muslims are going to go to heaven and the Jews and the Christians are condemned to hell. And the Christians are saying that only, Jesus is the only way. You know, I just said, nah, nah, I don't, don't want to be part of it. I just want to open my mind. I'm just, you know, Joshua, I'm just as comfortable being in a synagogue as I am in a Hindu temple, as I am in any place of worship, uh, total respect and uh, to you know, and of course there's differences, but but those are probably just differences in rituals. But the message is, is still the same, and it's all about following the, the basic spiritual laws as laid down by these great masters. And they are spiritual laws. There's no, that is, that is an absolute truth that these religions follow spiritual laws, and the spiritual laws are universal. So they, they transcend religion. They're they're outside of religion. They are the same as all of the different religions. The spiritual laws, the universal laws are the same. They don't change. And they're true. So I, I do appreciate you saying that. And I got to be honest with you, too. I, I tried. Um, I never tried to become a Muslim, but the, the I, I had I struggled so much with this idea that these amazing Hindu, uh, even Muslim people that I knew and grew up with that had they radiated love, radiated love. And this belief that they were going to go to hell because they didn't accept Jesus well, as their Lord and Savior just always bothered me. That said, so I, I tried universal God. I tried Hindu uh, Buddhism. I tried um, everything, believing that I was God. And I sure as heck acted like I was God. I was just the evil version. Um, I did all those things. But it wasn't until that I was in isolation in L.A. County Jail when I'm the only book that they would give me was the Bible. It was my sixth time in jail. I'm looking at five years in jail, five years in prison. Wow. And I when they give me the Bible, I'm reading it and like I'm getting mad at Genesis. And then I try to read Revelation and Revelation is like, OK, that is the worst thing to read coming off of cocaine and alcohol, uh, especially in jail. I was losing my mind. But it was ultimately the Bible that helped me um, start to go, Jesus did this for me. And then I got angry because I, I, I remember begging God to fix me, to change me. And I'm screaming and cursing at God. Why would you fix me? And I heard God speak to me for the first time. And he said, you have to forgive your father. Well, how in the F am I supposed to do that? Because it happened to him, too. So anyway, what, what I'm getting at is this. My life didn't change until I cried out to God, until I cried out to Jesus. Until, and when I said, take my life, it's yours, I swear to you, it happened. Like I get, It was like getting hit by lightning on the top of my head, getting knocked on my butt and lifted up at the same time. 
And I had this crazy supernatural experience with the Holy Spirit that if that didn't happen, everything that you're saying to me would be like, yeah, I totally agree with that. And there's a part of me that still does, except for the fact that I tried all of those paths and it was Jesus that transformed my heart, my mind and my spirit. So that's the only thing that I have to hang on to. But that said, I disagree a lot with what I read in the Bible. The church has done nothing but it just hurt me after hurt me after hurt me and hurt me and, and hurt people I know. And so it's like I have this, dare I say, love-hate relationship with it that I don't even understand sometimes. Well, you brought up uh, another spiritual law, which, again, never mind individuals, but countries need to adhere to, and that's forgiveness, you know, um, and the fact that you were, you know, we, one thing metaphysically speaking, um, you know, we, we have a lowest, you know, people talk we, about having a higher self or a higher power. We also have a lower self. And again, it's, it's what we, you know, uh, bind ourselves to. And uh, the lower self wants to keep us in, in control and then finally, we get to the point where we've we've had enough, and we reach out because we are divine beings. We're, we're we're not physical beings; we're spiritual beings in physical bodies. When we die, it's our spiritual soul that goes. In. It's not our physical body, and so um, forgiveness is 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 a is a tremendous attribute because if you hold on to anger and resentment. It just leaves some more anger and resentment. And, you know, um, people, anger, countries, anger. They're, they're just not willing to change. And so um, I'm so happy that you had that, uh, uh, that, that spiritual experience. And, and everybody goes through their own experience that they need uh, in order to change. And, and, and the worst your condition is sometimes, like I say, um, some 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 people who've gone through the worst of experiences become some of the most spiritual beings and then others who were born with a silver spoon in their mouth uh, haven't shown any uh drastic um you know change in in regards to helping the world and so all these things are very very important i want to ask you um going into some of the chapters of your book because there's some fascinating ones I want to go with this first because this is we literally had this conversation on another broadcast and and it's the and it, so the people that didn't see that it's about women ruling the world like women truly being the original powers because we were talking about the book of Lilith that was removed from the Bible and Lilith being the first woman Adam's first mate because everyone thinks Adam and Eve are the first two people which even as a believer, I don't believe that. <laughs> so I, I, I in, in reading the book of Lilith, I'm like, well, this makes the world make a lot more sense. That said, you have a chapter in your book about um, women being are women shall rule the world. Can you speak to that and what it's about? Yeah, uh, women will rule the world, um, but not only in a political sense. Um, there's two aspects that are, these these are you know these are the end of days. These are times where uh, we've regressed to the point where, you know, the whole, that, you know, lies are being portrayed as truths and truths are being portrayed as lies. And so it's got to the point where there has to be 
a drastic change and either we regress or, 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 or we change and and there's two aspects of this great change that I believe there is a, a worldwide spiritual awakening occurring uh, astrologically I be, I believe it's uh, influence of the planets in this new age that we're going into which is the Aquarian age moving from the Piscean age to the Aquarian age the Aquarian age is pushing mankind to think universal to think um, uh, on a collective to be more kinder and another aspect which again uh, people in the west have not really re realized and they talk about climate change and helping the environment but what most indigenous tribes uh, through the centuries have realized is what people need to realize right now is that our particular planet, the Mother Earth, is actually a living, breathing goddess. She breathes, she lives, she feels pain. And over the centuries, over millions of years, we've done nothing but raped her of her resources without even thinking of giving back. And so she, uh, as, an, as an entity, is also raising her vibrations. And so part of this climate change, so-called, uh, um, you know, the ice caps melting and the ionosphere being depleted, uh, part, uh, a major part of that is her actually changing her body uh, to uh, bring on uh, higher vibrations. And so as she, as she changes over the years, uh, it will actually be in a feminine uh, entity. She will. Uh, it will actually um, empower uh, uh, the women of the world. It will give them more inspiration, more strength. For centuries, they've been uh, subjected to, uh, in many many countries, subjected to basically being second class citizens and servants. Uh, and and let's face it, the male population has caused nothing but destruction over the centuries. So. They will not be political leaders as such. They will be more custodians of the planet, uh, looking after the planet and, and all the people uh, on the planet. But they will definitely be uh, given a, a greater power. And I think personally they will do a much better job than uh, the so-called dictators and political leaders uh, of this world have done for many centuries. I, I actually, I, I don't disagree with that at all. And it seems like if let's just say that Lilith is real, that that legend or myth or book of the Bible that was removed, um, let's just say it was real. It would make sense that part of the healing would be to that this earth needs, that this world needs, and the rise of women would be healing the original woman who was scorned, which would be Lilith. So, I mean, it kind of makes sense to me. Uh, just connecting those dots. I want to ask you about um, your mystical experiences and UFO contacts. What's that about? Well, you know, when when my master was alive, um, he, he was a yogi master. He, in you know, uh, after World War II, uh, he got seriously seriously into yoga, not just uh, uh, hatha yoga, the physical yoga, but in deep into deep. Uh, pranayama, breathing, uh, Sanskrit uh, chanting, go, going deep into the point where he he achieved very high states of uh, mystic um, uh, consciousness. Uh, you know, referred in um, in the Hindus and and the Buddhists as nirvana or cosmic consciousness. And you know, all all um, 
religions have a mystic. We have a mystic Christianity. We have the Sufis. We have the Buddhists. We have the Hindus. And so what happens is uh, is the, the essence of some of these religions is to go within and achieve, achieve these high states of mystic uh, consciousness. And he, after he achieved them, he was actually contacted uh, by uh, beings uh, not of this world uh, on different dimensions and who uh, through him gave some tremendous uh, uh, information, which again, you know, um, I'm not here to preach if your people want, if your listeners want to uh, study and do their own research, uh, feel free to do so. I can give you some links they can follow. But um, he proved to me that he was in contact with these beings. It was very interesting that in the in the 50s and 60s, there was a tremendous uh, flying saucer UFO activity around the planet. And it was very coinci coincidental that we started exploding uh, hydrogen and atom bombs. And it was very interesting that uh, there was a concern uh, by the space intelligences that, again, uh, we were in, on the brink of not only destroying the planet, but destroying ourselves again. Uh, we've, we've destroyed ourselves before uh, with atomic uh, 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 nuclear wars in the past. Uh, I could go into that another time. But uh, I, I believe if, if it wasn't for the intervention of these beings who are not only scientifically but also spiritually advanced than we are, I think they they absorbed a lot of this. Even the scientists today are baffled that we still are, are alive because America exploded over a thousand nuclear warheads, as did Russia, and the fallout would have should have killed us all. And again, it was a miracle that a lot of this atomic fallout was absorbed, and basically we were saved by these uh, advanced beings. So these advanced beings, are you talking about the Galactic Federation by any chance? Well, um, you know, some people are into this Galactic Federation and that the, that the people on these, that man, these spacecraft are suddenly going to come down and save us. I think that's, that's, that's just nonsense uh, because, you know, in reality, if you understand the law of karma, we have created these conditions on our planet. Nobody else has created. We can't blame God. We can't blame the higher beings for the conditions that we're in. So it's up to us to rectify these uh, situations. In, in regards to what they do, um, they they can uh, they they can beam uh, energies to us. Uh, we can send these energies out, and this is the call of action today: is, is to send out spiritual power, regardless of race, color, creed, and religion. And I'm not talking even about the galaxy. Um, like I say, um, some of the things that my yogi master talked about, people laughed at, and because he they thought he was. But you know, in the in the past, spiritual pioneers have always been put down, and then you know, centuries later, they've always always been looked up as heroes. And in in, in this case, you know, my my master was able to. I mean, he he mentioned that there's higher dimensions on this planet. Which the which which has been you know verified by other teachers, uh, he said there's six levels uh, above us and four levels below us, just on this planet. And so if if it happens on this planet, then of course it, it will also happen on other planets. And and he was laughed at when he said he went to Mars and Venus in a projected state, 
and met with high civilizations. They all laughed at him. Now, quantum physics is saying, oh, oh, by the way, there's, yes, there are, there's a possibility of parallel, parallel universes, uh, different dimensions. So these beings exist on higher frequencies. They don't exist on the physical realm. Sometimes you see these flying saucers just appear and just disappear out of view. So they can go from realm to realm. And so he said that you could go to Mars. Uh, the astronauts can go to Mars and land there. And they probably want, they maybe see some basic vegetation. And they could be there for 200 years, not even know that an advanced civilization is there because they're on higher frequencies. So in order to reach up to them, we have to go to the, to their level, which is a very high spiritual level. So, um, you know, I, he, I, he said that all the planets except for Mercury uh, are inhabited, but not on the physical plane, on higher dimensions. And so, again, that's something that people are realizing. And another thing, Joshua, in the past, People would laugh at you about life on other planets. People are not laughing anymore because yeah. they, because science has, has advanced so much that people, you know, it's it's an insult to intelligence to say that that we're the only life on the on the on this uh, in this universe, and and we're also regarded as a very barbaric, a savage, primitive race because all we do is, uh, you know, endlessly uh, kill, kill each other uh, for profit and for jealousy and for greed. So I don't blame them for not landing openly right now, but I think there will be a time that they will. Well, then we have to have truth before that happens, because without it, there is no healing. And, uh, and you're right, because the people that tend to pull the strings, um, or at least... Look, I, I'm not having I, I'm not getting my strings pulled because I don't buy into what I'm that's fed through media. You know um, why? You know why, Joshua? Because you listen to your intuition. You listen to your higher power. And, and in my book, I, I hmm. said that the greatest lie detector ever built is your intuition. And true. it can it can discriminate between the lies and the truth. And we've been molded by the media, we've been molded by the generals, we've been molded by the politicians uh, really? to become clay in their hands. And now, because of this great spiritual awakening, this inspiration from higher beings that love us unconditionally, uh, we're breaking that cycle. And so these are wonderful, interesting times. They're very precarious times. Uh, <laughs> we, could, we could actually you know, look at this Russian-Ukraine thing could lead us to World War III if we're not careful. So the, I believe that there is a battle going on between the forces of light and the forces of darkness. And the forces of darkness want, want to keep control and they're slowly losing it. So this is, it's a great time to be on planet Earth right now. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Um, I want to ask you, you're, well, you said we're not from Earth. And so before I ask you the question, one of the, my favorite conspiracies, if it's even a conspiracy, is that we are, this is like a slave planet, and our, our overlords, like the, the people that actually rule the world, whether it's lizard people or whatever it may be, is we're here mining for their gold so they can get back to the original planet. And obviously, there's a lot of layers to it and all that, and it's just a conspiracy. But when I see that we're not from Earth, it makes me think that like our actual home, I've heard that our actual home is Mars and we're doing everything we can to get back to that planet. 
I mean, I've heard a lot of stuff, but for, for you saying we're not from Earth, what is it? Well, you know, there's a lot of conspiracies. There's a lot of fear, you know, this crowd about lizard people and, you know, we're from Mars and, you know, this uh, right now the latest one is, is the fear aspect. Oh, UFOs, they're going to take over the world. I mean, come on. If they were that advanced, they could have done that easily. In fact, Dr. King... I asked him once, he said, uh, how long would it take for you to take over this planet? They said between 10 and 15 minutes. That's the kind of power that these individuals have. Um, and you talk about conspiracies. I mean, people, Christian scholars are now questioning, uh, are questioning their, their, because 17, 700 years ago, reincarnation was actually taught in the Christian religion and was deliberately taken out uh, in order to create this one life to live, in order to keep the masses under rule. By the way, if you don't do this, that, and the other, you 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 will be sent to hell and eternity, purgatory. There's no such thing as a punishing God. And people are questioning even the star of Bethlehem. How can a star hover over the, and lead the wise men to um, uh, to uh, a stable? Uh, even when the Lord Buddha was was born, there was five disc-shaped objects that was seen over the skies. And when he died, there was five distinct objects that were seen over the skies. I believe some of these greatest masters that came, uh, I don't believe were of, of this earth. They were very high, high advanced being from the higher uh, dimensions uh, on the uh, in, in this solar system. Now, in, regard, in regards to we are not from earth, um, a yogi master is, you know, uh, my, my master was extremely advanced. The yogi masters in India as well, they're extremely psychic. They can look, you know, we have auras, we have psychic senses. And he was, he was, he, he was, he would be able to look at your aura and read uh, your past, present and future uh, just by looking at your aura because it has uh, imprinted on your aura all, all, all the history since you came onto, onto this planet. And it's the same with um, with our Mother Earth. She also has an aura, and a yogi master can actually project. Uh, it's called conscious actual astral projection uh, from the body and read what's which which is referred to in India and other places as the Akashic records. Now the Akashic records don't lie; they give a complete picturization. I guess you can visualize maybe like a super 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 computer where you could actually mm. read. Uh, psychically four-dimensional history of the planet and it was by reading that that he he said that we were not from this world he said that 18 million years ago we actually lived on a planet uh in in fact the cosmic beings that contacted me my master uh, also verified that that we actually uh our home planet uh was this planet called maldek which orbited between jupiter and mars and the bible talks about the fall of adam and eve that to me that's you know it's just a fable a fairy story but it has a has a story which has a lot of truth because on this planet uh dr king said that that uh the the race uh, the race that we belong to was extremely advanced technically he said robots took care of all the menial tasks we had an abundance of food uh, we lived in kind of a utopia uh we had uh we could control the weather and then for some reason, uh, some scientists uh, on that particular planet uh, got this crazy lust for power. 
and created uh, an atomic bomb, which was, he said was 10,000 times more powerful than the hydrogen bomb that we have on Earth today and completely destroyed the planet Maldek. And all that's left of our home planet is the asteroid belt. And scientists again now, after many, many years, are concluding that the asteroid belt was a planet that was blown up millions of years ago. And then we as a race uh, uh, were asked, um, the Mother Earth was asked as a living being to, uh, to allow us to reincarnate on her body, which we did. And we've been here 18 million years ago. And coming back to atomic uh, explosions, we've had two major civilizations, Dr. King said. The first one was the civilization of Lemuria, which fell down in an atomic war. The Earth flipped on her axis. And then most recently, 100,000 years ago, was the civilization of Atlantis, which um, if you study uh, some of the ancient Vedic uh, texts like the Mahabharata and the Ramayana talk about these atomic wars that occurred uh, on Atlantis. And, you know, again, uh, you know, the, the Bible talks about the great flood. Again, the earth flipped on the axis and Atlantis went under the waters. And so this time again, for the fourth time in our history, uh, we've, we've opened up the Pandora's box. We live in an atomic age. And this time, uh, the Earth herself will not be destroyed. She will not, mankind will not be allowed to destroy this planet. And if if we engage in nuclear war, eventually we will not be able to even inhabit this world. We, we will be taken to another planet to start our reincarnation cycle. And that brings me back to um, what I was talking about earlier of the Mother Earth rising, her vibrations, and 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 the influence of the Aquarian age. Uh, these are the last days of the old order. And I want to give your listeners uh, some inspiration. I want to give your listeners some light at the end of the tunnel. It's been it's been foreseen that in the centuries to come, there is going to be a new age on this planet where we will not have any wars, an economic system. The, the, the cosmic beings have said that the economic system of this planet is a cancer in the heart of spiritual man. It just keeps man down in debt uh, and, 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 and slavery. So all these things eventually, there will be no, there will be no races. It will just be open uh, land and sea. And these things have, have not only been promised, they it not only might, might come, but will come. And again, it's time for us as as a planetary race because they don't look us look at us as Americans or Russians or Chinese. They regard us as 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 the human race. It's time for us to rise on mass in peace and start sending out spiritual power of L O V E love from that comes freely from the cosmos and just send it out on a collective and make this planet uh, the way it's supposed to be. We did not come here to suffer. Our suffering is all, all self-made. I, actually, I believe that. <clears throat> I, I, to be honest with you, I haven't really disagreed with anything that you've said, except we have different belief systems, which is kind of weird. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to wrap my head around this, because 
you're speaking in it like not listen i don't fully understand all of it but the principles that your your opinions or your beliefs are rooted in i mean i align with and and the fact is too we've been lied to so much and and then our and and and, and, and like our, our parents unknowingly even sometimes knowingly but even not unknowingly they lied to us and they indoctrinated indoctrinated us into this system and belief and it's gotten to this place where I can look everywhere around me for someone or something to put trust in or put my faith in or any of that. And I, and then none of it feels good, but the one thing that going back to something you said before, I know the truth is inside of me because I can feel it. Cause when something's not right, I hear a, just this a loud groan in my stomach and it just, and it shuts me down. And I attribute that to the Holy Spirit's discernment. But it's been more and more and more and more and more of this happening recently. And so much of it is centered around my faith. My faith is what it is. That's not going to change because that is how I changed. But all of the song and dance and dogma, as you said, that sort of surrounds it, Hey, I got a lot of questions. I've got more questions than I have answers. Except that the only thing I know that's true is what is inside of me. Exactly, exactly. And you know, uh, it's been said that if you go within, you you know everything that's 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 without. You know, and and that's the call of action today. Dr. King, my yoga master, he said we did not come to this planet to suffer. He says there's only one reason we're on this beautiful, and let's face it, we live on a beautiful planet. I mean, you talk about flying saucers. We, we, we live on the most beautiful spacecraft ever created that's, that's swirling around the sun and moving around the universe. I mean, we, we live on a, on a, on a, on a UFO, a, a beautiful classroom. And he said that, he said there's only one reason we're here on Earth. He said not two, only one reason. And that's to raise our consciousness and become the spiritual gods that we were supposed to be, to raise our vibrations to the point where, you know, uh, old age uh, is a curse on this planet, where we can, we, we can live to be hundreds and thousands of years old. Uh, we can, by telekinesis, we can go from one place of, uh, of the earth to another in seconds. These are, these are things that we used to do at one time. Uh, we've regressed. And so, uh, you know, and, and then eventually learn all we, that we need to learn uh, in this classroom on, on Earth and then move on to other high dimensions, other spheres of existence. That's our heritage, uh, not this uh, endless wars and this hatred between races and religions and, and, and you know, an, an archaic economic system, you know, that, that you know, uh, billionaires are looked up as gods, you know, and... I think one of the greatest, I mean, if you want to follow a, a political leader, I think one of the greatest political speeches ever made was the Sermon on the Mount. You know, uh, if you want to follow political leaders, then follow people like Jesus, follow people like Krishna and Buddha and adhere to what they have to say, not to the lies and BS uh, of, of the a minority of people who control the majority. And 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 that's the essence of my message tonight. 
I want to ask you something that, that just popped in my head. Um, Jesus, or how do I want to word this? Um, Jesus is the only person that claimed to be the son of God, to, to my knowledge, and the only person to die for our sins. What, whether that's a story or a fact, okay? For me, I, I, I've accepted that as truth. So with that said, that is the thing that always that separates Buddha and all the other gods that are out there, at least to my knowledge, and I'm not an expert in other religions by any means, but from what I understand, Jesus is the only one that claimed to be the savior. So with well, that said, how does that tie into everything that you're talking about? See, I I, th I think that was that was con construed by the elders of the religion. Um, it's really interesting that uh, actually in Revelations they they asked that Jesus said that I'm from the house of David, from the bright and shining morning star, which I thought was interesting. What is the bright and morning shining star? Which is Venus. So that's a food for thought. Um, in regards to being son of God, um, I think we're all sons and daughters of God. Um, I, I think um, uh, my master was actually um, channeled a lot of uh, uh, teachings. He, he was actually contacted by the master Jesus and he actually uh, channeled um, uh, teachings called the 12 blessings. So if people want to find out more about that, they can go to 12blessings.org and read some of these uh, messages that were that was channeled uh, through the, through my master through, by the master Jesus. Um, in regards to taking on the sins, again, it doesn't make sense because um, you know if you understand the law of karma, action, reaction, the only sins that we can take off is our is is by action ourselves. Uh, I believe he did come to save the planet from a catastrophe which would have held mankind back for 7,000 years. Uh, he, 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 I think the crucifixion was planned a long time before he came to earth, and it was part of his mission, not only, not only to give healing and teaching, but to take on uh, uh, the karma of the planet, not so much the karma of the, of the people. And I think that people rely on this thing that, you know, well, because he took on our sins, we're saved. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make logical sense because the only sins that we can rectify is by changing ourselves and taking these spiritual actions. Just like me and you have gone through hell and other people have gone through hell and have changed their karma, uh, you know, so we can rectify our own sins. We don't. I don't think we need to rely on a spiritual master to take on our sins. But that's that's my opinion. I mean, it, it's like, a, it, I mean, it's logical. I mean, really, and you're right, because what's good of, what's good of, if someone's saving, like people that raise, raise their hand, salvation is what I like to call it. And even if you ask Jesus to come into your heart, it, like, I, I remember, I did it like six times. And nothing ever happened. It was that time in jail, though, that I was repentant of. And, like, I, I knew, wow, 
wow, it was the it was the true repenting. It wasn't even so much for asking for forgiveness, right? Exactly. But it was repenting from that life because I did go back to that life for a little bit. I mean, it was a short month long period. Wow. But Joshua, you changed your karmic pattern. You, you know, and, and so did I, and so did everybody else. We created a negative karmic pattern and we got the repercussions of that. And so by you changing it to something positive, listening to your higher power, accepting Jesus in your heart, accepting uh, his teachings, uh, you made that action. Okay. And that's the essence of, of, of what we need to, to, to do today, uh, the essence which is called karma yoga, the yoga of service. So not only did you change yourself, but because of that, you, you were of tremendous service to other people. And again, that's the call of action today. In my book, I said the greatest religion these days is service, regardless of race, color, creed, or religion. Uh, that's the call of action. doesn't matter who you are, so long as you're serving, because if you're serving you're helping somebody else evolve, you will evolve. These, these, that's the call of action today. And, and by the way, folks, what he's talking about is people talk about kingdom life, living the kingdom life. That's what he's talking about. Everything he just said, and when he's talking about the financial system, it's what I've been saying. We, we have a demonic, if you will, financial system that we're in that breeds slaves. That's what it does. It's it slavery. Is. It is. It's still. It's. It's. Uh, I believe there's shadow governments. I believe that that there's dark forces that control the the financial monetary. In fact, Dr. King and the cosmic beings said that uh, that uh, these large financial situ uh, institutions completely control the planet and keep people in in slavery. And and again, all that will break. All that will go down because you know why. Again, if you understand the law of karma, a particular look at Hitler and the Nazis, look at Napoleon, look at Julius Caesar, look at uh, uh, Genghis Khan, look at, um, um, you know, all the tyrants, Pol Pot, all these tyrants. They were allowed by the law to be in power for a certain time. And look at them. They all went down. And it's the same. It's the same with this situation. If you rule by force. Uh, it's going against God's principles or, or, or the divine law. You will go down, no matter how powerful you are. All of them went down, you know. And in the end, a good uh, will prevail. Unfortunately, uh, evil does prevail for a while, but it can't stop evolution. It can't stop the law. You know, the yogis talk about the great uh, outbreathing of God, uh, uh, where you know these. Where, where the divine principle or the absolute involve itself in millions and billions of uh, consciousness, which we are right now. And then they talk about the great inbreathing, where we're all eventually going back to the same source. Scientists talk about the Big Bang, but I, I will listen to the yogis more than I will listen to the scientists. And so that's what happens in evolution. So everything that's occurring right now is all temporarily and and it will it's, it's not a case of might it will change joshua it has to change because eventually the divine law no matter how powerful you are uh, uh you know eventually works against those who go against the divine law 
I got to tell you, there's gonna, there's half the audience is going to want to burn you at a stake and probably me too from even having you on. And then the other half is going to be like, yeah, what that guy said. Um, I, man, what a fast, now, see, now I'm really excited to read your book. And I'm glad I stopped myself when I saw the chapters because I, I yeah, that, I'm, I'm glad I stopped myself. Now I'm genuinely like, okay. I, I want to read this. See Go the ahead. thing. The thing why you you're suddenly, uh, you, why you're thinking that way is because our subconscious remembers everything, from the initial our in, initial birth billions and billions of years ago up till now. And so when a truth is thrown out, uh, part of it really really uh, upsets the uh, the mind, uh, it, or either it upsets yeah. it or or something within you clicks. Something within you clicks. And you want to know more. And so um, that one thing with, with, with my yogi master, he made himself very unpopular uh, in the 50s and 60s because he, he made a solemn oath. Not many, not many people can do that. He made a solemn oath that when he got up on the podium that he would speak in front of his own creator that he would speak the truth. Because you know what? He said, if you want to know the truth, then speak the truth. And so he made that solemn, made himself very unpopular when he said, "Oh, by the way, we're, we're just as close to the communist Chinese as as you are to your children." People didn't like that truth, and but it's a reality. We're just as close to the terrorists as we are uh, to our family. But bombing and killing and maiming is not going to fix the answer. The only answer is to radiate this power, this tangible power, the same healing power that the master Jesus used to raise the dead, to cure the blind, to cure the lepers. I'm talking about that energy, that pranic energy that needs to be flowing out en masse in peace to change the world at this time. Yeah, go, man. Listen, we got to do this again. Um, and Because I, th I think that I could talk to you for days. Um, let, we got to do this again. Absolutely. Tell everybody where they can follow you, where they can buy your book. I'm, I'm going to create a media kit and send this out. It'll have everything there for people. But why don't you let everybody know how they can find you and buy your book? Uh, just go to my website, uh, wajidauthor.com, W-A-J-I-D-A-U-T-H-O-R.com. And, uh, you know, we can have a little laugh. i got some comedy clips up there as well. So we don't have to take everything seriously. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I have this feeling about you that you were a sneaky, funny guy. So um, I love your demeanor. I, I love the, I love the fact that you you challenged me and the way that I think. Um, and I know that you have the audience. I'm listen. I'm very, I'm like a hybrid of very open minded and very rigid <laughs> at the same time. And I don't mind having my beliefs challenged or my way of thinking challenged. Um, because typically what happens is I just become more ironclad in my beliefs. But then when I'm challenged in a way that makes me step back, I'm like, how does this feel? Is this, is this right for me? And so I think what you've done and what you've accomplished, and again, I can't say that I agree with everything that you said, but that doesn't matter. Right. The fact is that you're speaking your truth and what you understand. And for the audience out there, you've given them a ton to think about, a ton, a ton to chew on. You probably created some enemies. And you probably made a lot of new friends too, but you, regardless 
um, or a friend of me. And you're welcome back anytime, Wajid, and I'm, I'm blessed uh, for your time tonight. Thank you, Joshua. It was a real pleasure. And yeah, I could talk to you for hours as well. We, we seem to resonate. You know. We do. We'll, I'll, we'll do it again, I promise. Okay, my friend. All right. God bless you, brother. Take, you, take right. care. Thank Bye -bye. you. Man, that was that was cool. I I love that. Um, he has the most soothing voice. Yeah, right. And then he says like any word, and it sounds so fancy. And then I'll throw a silly like little word in there, and it still sounds fancy. And he's a genius. That's my wife back there. Oh, are you still? Oh, oh yeah, I'm still on. Sorry. That's okay. Um, <laughs> surprised you didn't jump on camera when he was on. Anyway. Uh, go check out his book and look, if you're not asking questions about everything you've been told and taught, I actually, I don't even know if taught's the right word, what you've been told and you just went along with because mommy and daddy said it, hey, now's the time to ask questions because you're never going to get the truth until you start asking the right questions. And um, again, I can't say that I believe everything that he just spoke about. But a lot of it I do. Reincarnation makes a lot of freaking sense to me. It just does. It just does. Because, prime example, when we die, when your grandma died and your mommy and daddy died, and uh, not to be insensitive, but people you love die, or people you don't like die, you're like, well, they're in heaven now. No, they're not. They don't go straight to heaven. That's not how it works. Your dog is not in heaven yet. It's not how it works. That's a lie. But we've just... I've been programmed to believe that. That's not how it works. Our spirit, our soul goes somewhere. So reincarnation, and he was right, it was removed from teaching. And it makes perfect sense that that's real. You call me blasphemous, say I'm going to hell. I know where I'm going. Shut up. It doesn't do anything. Like That doesn't affect me. But you should be asking these questions because of the, the book that so many people go to for truth it's been manipulated. It's been manipulated by man. It's been changed, and man is flawed. We are imperfect. So it's time to ask questions. And again, you don't have to believe all of it. Ask yourself. Don't take man's opinion for anything. Look at yourself in the mirror. Get quiet. Be still. The truth is inside of you. That's what discernment's for. So again, you don't have to agree with everything that he said to appreciate the knowledge and the wisdom. And you don't have to agree with everything he said to, have, to also admit that you probably learned something new. And it's worth asking these questions because you know what? I want the truth. I want the truth. We've had race weaponized, all from every, everything from making Jesus white Weaponizing that with weaponized religion, if you think about all the millions of people that were murdered in the name of religion, specifically one church, and that same church has been responsible for creating other religions, like, is that not weird to you? Isn't that something off? And look, I'm not renouncing my faith, because again, my life changed when I asked Jesus to take over my life. So I can't, I'll never dispute that. I'll never dispute my moments with the Holy Spirit. But I got a lot of questions. 
And you know what? I'm going to get answers. You should want the same. Anyway, thank you so much for being here. Uh, thank you so much to our sponsors. And uh, you all be blessed. Thanks.